brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, y'all? This is episode nine of the Mafiani podcast. I got my co-host, Wayne. Hello. Andrew. Hello. Inka. How are you? And yours truly, Reed. Andrew, can you take it away? And today's topic is going to be about mental health. And before I start, I'm going to be looking down on my phone because I have my questions on my phone. And I just want to make that clear to everybody. But also, I felt like this was a topic to discuss because um, we have followings and you guys obviously love the Mafia Million. That's why you guys follow us. But uh, I don't know about you others, but I've received many converse, many questions and um, in my live or on my comment section or even in my DMs about what they should do when dealing with depression. Oh, I don't feel so good about today. I even got a comment about somebody wanting to end their life. All right. So I thought this was something uh, to discuss, especially with people who look up to us. So with that, uh, the first question that I do have for you all is what does mental health mean to you guys? And how and why is mental health important in your life? Okay, what does it mean to me? Um, I have like a general protocol that I go through to keep or maintain my mental health. Like my answer has always been, uh, if I feel bad or depressed or sad or whatever, always get a workout in and make sure I'm eating right and I'm sleeping right and I'm hydrated. Make sure the body's good before you try to attack the mind. And um, I've been depressed before. Um, I've had my fair share of lows. And the reason why I have that structure of working out is because um, at the lowest times of my life, uh, working out was like my salvation. I would go to the gym for like three hours to have respite and relieve stress so that I can function the next day. And it was like, it was like my church for what I needed. Uh, it was what I used to feel normal, to feel like... I had a future. Um, so yeah, mental health is very closely linked to how I feel physically, which is why I work out so much. Hey, I'm the same way, actually. Um, what does it mean to me? It means it's something that a lot of people ignore because you just, you can't see it. You know, it's hard to judge mental health just by looking at somebody because somebody can be depressed out of their minds and still be laughing their asses off with, with their friends. So it's, uh, it's something that I feel like a lot, of, a lot more people need to focus on. Uh, also because they maybe don't know how to or can't tell if their mental health is kind of teetering on the edge. 
is a big reason why I started my podcast is because I wanted to help. Like I, I'm not trained in any way in whatever medical field, but I just want to help mental health in general by giving people a space to relax and, and kind of park their brains for a little bit to, to rest. And um, uh, like Reed, uh, mental health is very closely linked to my physical health. I noticed that when I am uh, depressed, I turn to workouts and physical exercise to get my mind off it. And also because there is a physical response. When you work out, uh, your brain releases all these happy hormones that you need. Um, and also that when you are taking care of your body, it also helps take care of your mind. So I notice that when I don't work out, when I don't eat right, uh, that's when I kind of fall back into my um, dark spaces. That's when my anxiety goes up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how I deal with mine. And it's very important to me. And it's a big part of, of um, my advocacy. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, to me, mental health is pretty important as well. Um, I know so many people, I, I feel like mental health is such a new thing uh, when it comes to society. Um, and a lot of people don't really believe in it until I believe like the 21st century. I feel like it just started getting taken pretty seriously, right? Um, that's why there was so much bullying beforehand. That was so, that's why there was so much um, just chaos in general. And that's why um, I would say it's really closely linked to almost everything I do because uh, whether it's motivation, whether it's laziness, whether it's, um, yeah, whatever way I'm feeling definitely defines how I act and how, what I do during the day. So, yeah, I mean, mental health to me, like, it, it's pretty important to me. And, um, and yeah, I would say it's really closely linked with my life. And we'll be d uh, diving more in uh, to how we maintain it and such things like that but yeah that's it for me and Wayne I feel like mental health it's obviously important like everyone you know needs to take care of their mental health but I feel like in a Asian sort of backgrounds it's less prioritized or less talked about is that do you guys agree 100 like, mm -hmm. percent. Sure, I read somewhere like, I feel like yeah a friend of mine was doing a study on it like for their uni assignment and they were getting us to do surveys but um I, it's definitely important but personally experience like from my view or, or i guess my experience it's i haven't had the I guess opportunity or chance to actually really think about mental health it's more so just it comes and goes as in like i'm feeling this and I get, I just feel it in public parts. Like I actually haven't really, you know, delved into it that much. But if we're talking about like ways to do it, like to help working out, like read and anchor, that's, but we'll delve more into that, I'm sure, with the next question. Mm. But that's just how my viewpoint on mental health for me has been. Yeah, so you, like you guys have basically had like the same answer of how you guys maintain and improve mental health. Is does that stay the same? Is that like the only thing you guys do to keep it healthy and and um, functioning? I guess. 
Um, working out is definitely the main thing. It's like my go-to, but I also have a lot of other stuff. Like <laughs> we've all been asked questions about mental health before on our lives, I'm sure. If not on our lives, then we're DM'd about it. Now we're DM'd about it, then it's commented on our videos or whatever. And I always have like the same go-to questions, whether besides working out and making sure your body's right, but also if you can't help yourself, help someone else. Um, so like, if you can't make yourself better, try to make someone else better. Uh, that will give you a sense of purpose and it always feel good, feels good to be needed. And then uh, gratitude. I already talked about my gratitude practices, but you can't, you know, try, uh, having those checks, reality check, telling yourself that what, what I like to tell myself is that I have all my limbs, I have all my senses, there's like, I, I, I have everything going for me at the base level um, that I should just be so internally grateful for. And we have to remind ourselves these things because we literally take them for granted, you know? And so those types of reality checks really helps me and I would always advise someone to uh, be thankful for not only the big things, but also for the small things and then the people in our lives that um, help us and uh, show us the way. Mm. I agree with what you said about purpose and, and helping other people. Um, as a lot of people know, I started, well, the way my podcast started was because I was just coming from like a really bad time in my life and I needed to do some sort of like self-therapy. So I started reading poetry every day and I thought maybe there are other people out there who kind of are in the same place. Of course, there are other people out there who are experiencing the exact same thing that I was experiencing at the time. And I thought, you know what, maybe if I put my poetry reading online, I could not only help myself by doing the self-therapy, but I could also help other people and we can kind of like heal together. Like we'll have like a, like that's how, that's how it started. That's how my podcast started was I started recording myself, putting it online. And then I started going live on my Facebook um, at 8 p.m. or 9. And then I'll read poetry and short stories to kids or whoever would listen. So that's how it started because I also wanted to help. And it felt good to, to help other people. And in the same vein, um, instead of doing like a, a gratitude check or which is a great idea, um, but instead, what I do is I kind of go back to my core and I enumerate like, what are the things that I love? What are the things that I love to do? What are the things that make me feel like myself? So I notice that when I'm down, I don't, I don't do this when I'm in a good place, but I notice that when I'm down, that's when I watch anime that's when I start playing mm. video games is because these are the things that I used to do as a child. Um, and going back to them makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself or like brings me back to that time when things weren't so complicated. Cause you know, as a kid, you're just like, whatever, what, what show will I watch tomorrow or what game can I play next? So I noticed that when my mental health is not at its best, I try to go, go back to 
the things that make me myself. So I write, I write, I, I write more poetry. I watch more anime. I try to play video games and, and apart from doing the workouts and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. I could just add on to that um, really big part. Cause you talked about journaling. Journaling is yeah. might not be everybody for everybody. I guess some people just don't like to write, but for me, it was like my salvation. Like during when it was the hardest times, I have like notebooks filled with journals just so I can vent mm. and write that, put down all the crap that was in my head onto a piece of paper so I can just leave it there. It was, yeah. I, I needed that. Yeah, it helps let it out. It sort of, it kind of maps your mind too because sometimes you don't know how to process your thoughts until you actually have to think about the words to describe it and it helps you for sure i mean that's definitely one of the things i did as well uh journaling and i told my followers this too like journaling like like reed said putting everything that you're thinking about and overthinking about especially and just putting on a piece of paper it, it does so much it clears your mind so much um another thing i would say that i do is like music um mm. i like to listen to music when I'm stressed out, oh, but okay. also I really like talking to my mom. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not as close to my dad when it comes to relationships in the family. I know it's weird, um, but my dad is a lot closer to my younger brother. Um, but my mom was always there for me when I was growing up. So I just got closer to my mom and basically like I tell her about everything, whether it's about TikTok, whether it's about, um certain struggles or even dating um i talk to her about literally everything and mm. she gives me her advice i take it and you know i live the rest of my life so yeah wayne mm. yep apart from working out as well I, I just you know let it let it <clears throat> pass you know like just feel feel what i feel i'm sure you, you guys all know through my tiktoks <laughs> and my faces <laughs> I just, I just, I just let the emotion <laughs> and I just experience it just hundred percent. And after a while, I'm all good again, you know, just cook ramen. At I, I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't block it out. I, I, I accept it. I, I let it, I let it, I let it, you know, like take over me and then boom, yeah. flushes, fl just flushes out. And for me, that's really effective. I don't, I don't journal, but that's just my way of letting it out. Everyone's different, but yeah, yeah. but it, it's interesting because all three of you do journal. So it's, I mean, I'm sure it might be a good way. I, I could potentially want to try it as well. Just knowing that you three, that's a big part of, you know, how you guys deal with mental health and, yeah. you know, what? maybe, maybe my next, my next Tinder fail, I'll, I'll try journaling that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of instead of making a series of TikToks, you know, like, <laughs> it's journaling in a way. But yeah, write a right. YA novel or something. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what was the funniest thing? It was when I saw what? on Wayne's story of like someone finding him on a dating app. He's like, I'm not on that dating app, but on other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. damn it, Wayne. 
<laughs> Wayne, if it makes you feel better, I have a catfish on Meef too. Oh, really? On Meef? Is Meef? Someone messaged me saying Meef is a Korean sort of. Yeah, it's a Korean dating app kind of oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Me? But- I'm not even, even Korean. Oh my gosh! Someone was pretending to be me on this on this like app. That was me. That was me. That was me. I'm just it's so weird. Wow. Did you hear it? Did you see the video? Which app? Which app? It's called Rave, and um, it's this girl. She's like, "Yeah, guys, give me lines." Like, oh my! God. So God, you're so pretty. I'm like, I do not sound like that. <laughs> <God>. Shut up. <laughs> That is an insult. <laughs> she was using my photo. She was using my name. Oh my and I found God. out because somebody tagged me and said, Oh, at the Inca, you're so kind. And I'm like, oh, huh? like what? <laughs> That's so funny. oh my God. It was That's so creepy. It was so weird. Ash. Yeah, okay, but my followers were that, so sweet. They were saying the topic. <laughs> what? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We'll, what is, what is the topic? No. Uh, no, I just, I just, oh yeah, I wanted to add too. Like, um, I agree with what you said about feeling everything. Cause a- apart from journaling, that's also what I do. Like I will feel everything until it's done because I feel mm. like sweeping feelings under the rug will just prolong it, mm. you know? Cause like, you're not processing it, just feel everything. And then you get it over with faster, yeah. at least for me. Mm. So um you know now that we're like social figures obviously it's so hard not to be confident and you know have like a happier state of mind you know knowing that like all these people support you and love you and all that right but obviously like our friends like our close friends totally different like you know they don't have the same living style as us and everything so (laughs) i'm sure there were times well is that how you look What's at your so friends? Funny. How do you? Hey, <laughs> <do you> <laughs> <A> losers! <laughs> no, no, no. Of course like not. That. How do you? What? What are you gonna do? You're live. talking about right. to put it into shorter terms. You know, we have clout now, right? And obviously, with clout, you feel more confident. You feel more, you know, loved by a bigger body of people right um so my next uh, my next question for that is uh what was a time when a friend came to you about their mental health and uh what do you do when they are like struggling with it Um, uh, (laughs) okay oh you know what perfect example so when by the time this podcast comes out there'll be enough time for it so i think i can't talk about this but uh in just for that person's privacy i will not mention their name and i will blur some facts so this person went through a very traumatic experience during uh their childhood when they were younger and uh couple uh, within the fact uh, past couple of uh, weeks I was with this person and <laughs> it's crazy literally right in front of this person the same traumatic event happened and I was right in front of them. I was with them and obviously they had an emotional breakdown and I'm glad that I was there with them and basically what I did was um I took them, I I directed them away from the 
the trauma of what happened. And I had to sort of deal with it because there was an emergency situation that I had to deal with. And then once that was handled and uh, everything was secure, I then went back to this person. And basically, I was, when someone's going through something that traumatic, you just have to be there. And uh, you don't give any advice. You just tell them that it's going to be okay. And you just, you know, wrap them in a blanket and just let them know that they're safe and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, does that answer your question? Sorry, was that? Yeah, no, yeah, that okay. does. But sorry, I just had to, on a lighter note, I just picture Andrew <laughs> going, um, <laughs> like his friend comes up to him, like, yeah, I'm like super depressed. I'm going through something really bad. And Andrew just like, yo, just get, Famous man, like famous like me. <laughs> no, no, Andrew. Andrew would be like, okay, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta donate me twenty dollars, and I'll give you a DM. <laughs> I can totally picture him with his friends, and he's just like, so you guys are just not depressed. <laughs> How do you guys? Is that not what you're gonna do? You're not followers. gonna have followers. What's what's going on? What do you? <laughs> Why are you hanging out? When I'm depressed, I just go to my followers and ask them to tell me how cute I am. Yeah, oh, I don't know how you guys god. don't do that. <laughs> oh god! Or if like if any stranger comes up to him, he immediately assumes that they recognize him. Andrew just like, oh, <laughs> oh no no let me have a life. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. That, that's my whole spiel. That's why I was laughing so hard because I was like imagining <laughs> all that. Yeah, yeah. Rightly, rightly so. <laughs> In the same way, um, when my friends come up to me to if they have something that they that they're dealing with, I also just try to be there for them. Admittedly, it's been difficult to do that presently, um, and of all the times because it's. It's quarantine, especially here in Manila. Uh, it's very strict. You can't go out. People are afraid to go out. Every time I go to work on location, my friends are just like, how are you out and not afraid? I have friends who have been home for 200 days straight just because they, it's, it's the lockdown here. No one, I mean, you can go out, but everyone's still afraid to, it's not yet normal or it doesn't feel normal. So a lot of my friends now are, are, trying to find ways to cope and um so what i do is i just try to be there um i will listen well first the well, first thing i ask is what do you need from me do you need advice do you need uh me to just listen or do you need like what do you need and then i'll i'll go from there but basically whatever it is that they need from me i will try to provide as much as possible i just listen yeah, I mean, I, I think that goes for everybody. Just like listen, right? Because obviously, you care about the friend. But one specific thing I like to do is like take them out, whether it's to what? What? Wait, what? What's so funny? <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> okay, so for those that are listening on Spotify or iTunes, 
the reason why Andrew's audio just went so berserk is oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was itching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so the reason why... <laughs> Ah, kamchaga. Oh, kamchanun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, what were you even talking about? I totally forgot what you just said. What you, um, I was saying, um, you know, it's really obviously like you be there for the person, but what I like to specifically do is um take the friend out to like either bars or or food enabler. Um, and just treat them out to something nice. Enabler? What do you mean enabler? No, a distraction. Mm. Like an, an activity to get oh, their like mind off of things. Promote alcohol? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, you know, that's how right. I coped with my stress in the past. So, like, that's why I do. But, you know, like, just grabbing a cold one with the boys, yeah. you know, like, that vibe is so, like, so it's chill so and just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. And like you're just outside drinking too. Like one place I really like is like it has like the city view and basically it's like a long dock that just goes onto the Hudson River and we literally sit on the edge and just drink like uh beers. Nothing That's, too hard. That's so nice. Yeah, it's so we bring like a picnic blanket and everything too. It stretches out and then all you see is just the city and like the big ass moon, right? Make out so like I like to take like my Yeah. <laughs> Like, out with the yeah, out with my boyfriends. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's one way. <laughs> Wait, don't worry. In the Philippines, we'll watch the sunset. We'll just see yeah. that. We've got great sunsets here. <laughs> exactly. Just We're going to be at a beach house. Oh, too. It's yes, perfect. Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to bring my camera to take photos. Oh, yeah. Of me and Andrew holding hands. Josh can take our photos. That'd be so nice. From Australia? Yeah, we should. I don't think that's those silhouette photos of like just us holding their hands. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just from the back. It's like... yeah, that's cute. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, let's do it. I'll do it. Full set. Full set. Back to topic though. Uh, I don't know. My, my friends come to me with like, you know, certain topics or issues that they're feeling down about it's because they know that I've experienced it and mm. they they want to know like how how I coped so I, I just tell them how I coped and I just um, offer I offer my advice and my presence letting them know that I'm I'm always there for them you know like I'll help you out now I may not be able to see you but if you ever want to talk I'm here like that sort of that sort of friend so yeah i just i just tell them yeah it's a shit feeling but time time heals that's my main i think that's what i've come to personally experience you know just time you know just let it yeah just yeah well just go on tinder again now. <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> all right well um like I think I think it's clear that you know we we show our viewers you know that we're imperfect right we're we're not these perfect beings um and we all go through our fair share of struggles and lows so 
I wanted to like dive into a little story time because um, I feel like our viewers like stories. So what is an example? Uh, it doesn't have to be like depression, but just like, like, you know, Wayne's like Tinder, like failures, right? It could be something just like a small little like thing that like made whatever you guys are comfortable about sharing uh, that maybe the viewers can relate to as well uh, about a low sense of mental state and how you guys just dealt with that. Okay, um, let's see, low sentimental. Mm -hmm. I already told my homeless story, so I don't want to beat a dead horse with that. Uh, I remember, okay, this one's kind of lighthearted. So this is okay. why I stopped being a simp. So I remember, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hey, taking notes, taking notes, hold up, let me get my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was, I must have been 17 to 18 years old. Uh, I believe that this is the girl, first girl that I ever like truly uh, was in love with. Like I remember the moment I fell in love with this girl. And it was one-sided, it was just me. And like my whole like happiness was just like dependent on this one girl. Like if she wasn't happy, I wasn't happy. And my, like every time I saw her, it was my goal to like make her laugh. It was funny because like I wasn't attracted to her, attracted to her initially. Like she's not conventionally an attractive person. But once I fell in love with her, I just thought this girl was the most beautiful thing in the world. And before I, I, I fell in love with her, I was like teasing her all the time. I was just like making fun of her. And, and I, you know, I was just, uh, she was just a friend. But then I fell in love with her and then I just wanted to protect her. And nobody could touch this girl without hearing something uh, from me. And this happened for like, I guess, six months until I slowly realized that like, yeah, it would never happen between me and her. And it, it really freaking hurt, that realization that that hurt. And I remember when she told this story about her first love, and it was basically what was happening to me in reverse and how she let go. And I was like, damn. I'm in the same shoes. And I was like, I was like, what? What? No, it's just crazy how like your first love, it happened, the same thing happened to her first love. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hurt really bad. And from that, like it took me another six months to get over her. And from that experience, and I'm not saying I dealt with this health in a healthy way at all. But from that experience, I basically told myself, I'm never going to allow myself to be in that position again. That I'm, I'm never, ever going to allow myself to be in a one-sided, whereas that, that, the other person has all that power. And basically, I just devoted myself to becoming, I guess, what's the opposite of a simp? Just like not a simp. Uh, uh, not a nice guy. That's that's how I define it. That like I was such a nice guy. I I 
And I don't even think I was a good person when I was in love with this girl. I felt like nice guys are manipulative because I was doing things not because I was a nice person, but because I wanted this girl to fall in love with me. You know what I mean? It, it, it was, there was a motive. You wanted something from kindness. me. And I was like, no, you're going to don't ever do that. Don't, don't, don't do kind things because you want people to like you. Uh, who the, who cares if people like you just be, be yeah. you. And from that, uh, the unhealthy ways that I did that, you know, um, well, a lot of, a lot of women, um, guys, guys, a lot, Wayne. a lot. Emphasis on a lot. A lot. I repeat, a emphasis lot. on a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I did things physically that I probably shouldn't have. And from there, I had to learn a whole, whole nother line of another collage of lessons but uh, from the heartbreak yeah it motivated me to better myself and never allow myself to be in that type of a position and until this day it's uh, believed to find who I am uh, some part of who I am mm. um, um, what did you take the notes Wayne Yes. Okay. I, I, all I got was a lot of women. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I don't. Which is why I I so understand where Wayne's coming from, and I'm worried that he's going to go down the same path. Mm. Makes sense. Right. So Wayne, just listen to this episode again, okay? <laughs> but, but but why am I worried? Look at Reed now. You know he's great. So. I guess following, in, following his in his footsteps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. A lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Reed's like, I needed this to happen. <laughs> my worst nightmare. It wasn't. It wasn't that many. Women. It wasn't that. Many. It wasn't. Like, you can't. You can't just say a lot twice on and emphasis the a lot and then turn back and say it wasn't that. And say it wasn't a yeah, lot. Yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Wayne, remember. <clears throat> on my end, um, I feel like a lot of people like who, who listen to our podcast and and the people who listen to on call, they already know uh, part of my story and and something that I experienced recently um, and also when I was younger so I just wanted to add a different a different story because I keep telling that st uh -huh. same story um, another thing that I experienced was when I was around 18 um, oh no okay when I was 14 it started when I was 14 my parents were having trouble already um, in their marriage and then it was like a long drawn out thing and it affected um, my siblings and I um, until they finally broke up when I was around 17 or so. But like going through that, it was really tough to like watch your parents struggle being together. And then this talk of like, you know, we're going to break up or like just seeing them fight, hearing them fight. It puts you in a very like it's, it's not a good place to be or it's not a good thing to see or hear. And a lot of the ways 
that my siblings and I coped uh, was like a form of escapism. We really ended up reading a lot of books. We dove into video games and we created, my siblings and I created this little world together. That's why a lot of um, my driving force too is like when I'm in a bad place and I feel like, oh, like I don't want to do this anymore. And then I just want to like, just let's just go to sleep. You know, my siblings are the ones that kind of like pull me out of that is because I feel like we experienced a, a such a dark time together and we came out of it together. So we have that really unbreakable bond. Like I love my siblings so much. And um, so, yeah, we, uh, in, in terms of like coping, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I read a lot more. I watch a lot of anime. Um, I play video games because that's what the three of us did together when we were experiencing that dark time so yeah, I feel like the reason why I go back to anime or playing video games or or reading a lot of books or especially fantasy books is because that's what my siblings and I did together as a coping mechanism when we were in that dark place together. So in a way, I feel like as an adult, every time I'm in a bad place, I kind of go back to that little world that my siblings and I built together when we were younger. Because I feel like that's a place that... Um, you know, that, that, in, that place in our imagination that's suspended in space and time that will not change. And I feel like it looks like this playroom with all the things that I like and the toys that I like and all the games that I like to play. And I feel like that's sort of where my mind goes when I'm in a bad place is I go back to that little safe spot, that little bubble. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I ended up coping. 14 and then something happened to me when I was 18 and then another thing happened to me uh, last year so each and every time something happens I notice that I that's how I cope I go back to that little bubble hmm. um my story it's kind of on the lighter end as well um because <clears throat> everyone knows I was I used to be an alcoholic but anyways, <laughs> uh, basically, I uh, middle school to like, like sophomore year of high school, I was like, I, I never really had success. Like, I was a very shy guy. So I never really had success when it came to girls, right? Like I would, I would get girls, but I was never like really able to talk to girls, right? Um, so like being young and like, you know, obviously like every guy goes through that phase where like, you know, you hit puberty and you're like, yeah. now it's like, you know, time to like try to impress the girl. Like, why can't I do this? Like, it's just another girl. Like, why can't I talk to another girl? And, um, and, um, like this one girl in particular, like we had a thing for three years because I was only able to speak over message, but I was never able to talk to her in person. What? Three years? Really? Three years. Three years? And yeah. you couldn't talk to her in person? I Why? couldn't. Go to school with her or something? No, she was older than I was. Like, we didn't go to the same school. It was, like, town from different town. Oh. I couldn't talk. I couldn't say a word to her in person. Like, it was so awkward. Like, during a date, like, it was, like, she was the first girl, like, 
I held hands with, right? I would just hold hands. And obviously, like, during purity, you're like, eh, you know, that shit, right? You're like, oh, yeah, let's go. And then you know, your pee's like, boing, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're my like, God, that's so cute. Oh that's, oh, like, <laughs> that's adorable. So, like, when you, on dates, you guys wouldn't talk at all? She would have to say stuff to me, but even my responses were absolutely She'd be like, yes. Shit. Yeah, no. it was like, yes. It's like, oh, sure. Or like stuff like that. She was the one who held my hand first. So I didn't even go over the first move because that's how oh. shy. That's yeah. so cute. So what was the age like, gap? Uh, two years, two years. Oh, um, you dirty dog. You dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys know that one TikTok. It's like, what do we have in common? We're reliable with the ladies. No? <laughs> no. Just me? Fuck. <laughs> so, no one laughed. We should just... <laughs> yeah. How did that... <laughs> how did that relationship end? Uh, she eventually was like, uh, like, this is not going to work because he cannot, like, do it, right? So, obviously, like, that was, like, my first, like, heartbreak in a sense because I liked this girl so long so yeah um that was like my first uh like not love but like first girl I liked obviously and it wasn't very successful so the way I just overcame it was just obviously confidence right like I just really realized that like you know I like Reed I as well talked to many many girls um and Uh, that's emphasis on the many is is there emphasis on the many? Yeah, yeah there's emphasis on the <laughs> many. Um, but, guys, like, that's how you learn. You learn from firsthand experience. Right? Andrew has talked so, like, to way many fail and I would... Oh, no, hell no. The gas, gas. Talk, talk to maybe, Reed, but... Succeeded? Sexual intercourse? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not, Reed. Maybe not. I guess. Um, you're both winners. You're both winners in my books. I'm running. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I felt like that was like my only way of becoming confident. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, oh, I need to learn. So how how else would I learn? Force myself to go on dates, even if I didn't like the, even if I didn't like the girl. Um, like I would practice? just force myself. Yeah. Oh, like, like, practice. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad. I know it's sad. As in, as in I feel bad for the girls. <laughs> oh, I feel I mean, bad. You're like, yeah, let's go to the day. And they're like, oh, practice girl and number three. Like, <laughs> no, it was actually like that. Like, I would just purposely talk oh. to a girl so that I can improve my. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah social skills. skills. It's a skill. It's something skills. <laughs> your skills, your game. Like, all right, basically, just learn how to flirt, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 okay, pretend that I'm a girl, and but show me, yeah. Something. I mean, actually, I, pre- I, I know it sounds bad, but I feel like every guy goes to uh, tell you what I must be lagging pretty bad. But I said, uh, pretend to flirt with Inca as if she's like <laughs> the first time, yeah, you are. Hey, sugar plum. Oh, is that really what you say? <laughs> No, you called me that. You called me that. <laughs> I know. I called. I called Wayne that. I. I mean. I don't know. I. I just kind of talk to them as like objects. A friend first. 
Yeah, an object. I think women are objects. <laughs> no, I'm playing, guys. I talked to them first as a friend. Um, like, more of it, like, as a friend. Because, like, that's how you get comfortable first. And then once I know, like, they have interest in me, that's when I would usually flirt. Mm. But it's not really also, like, what I say. It's, like, more things that I do. You know like? I mean? Like, like. Pull it out? Um, Like, the occasional, like, waste. <laughs> wow no like the you know occasional like waist grabbing um you know like minimize the space for jesus as much as possible um uh, so you think i'm skinny you know um <laughs> you know buy them food um you know sweet, say sweet things that's really it um whatever just makes them happier you know so yeah can i jump off of that just yeah a bit, go just ahead. go on a tangent a little bit yeah I no noticed, let's do it like ever since i discovered what my voice can do i realized that guys aren't just um visual uh what visual can your features. voice do yeah they are also <laughs> they are also what can <laughs> your audio, voice like, do <laughs> things what things what things things so like so what i do sometimes is as a party trick like before when we used to be able to go out uh people find out i'm a voice talent blah 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 oh yeah so uh what do you do can i have a sample and i say like oh yeah i do different kinds of deliveries like i can do I can sound like a computer. I can do uh, children's stuff. I can do for women's. And I can also do like, you know, seductive men's magazine stuff. So of course the guys are like, oh, what does a seductive men's magazine sound like? So I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll give you a sample. And then I'll say, I'll lean into their ear really close. And I go, can you maybe get me a drink or something? And you want to get out of here after? <laughs> and then they're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, I think, did you, did you forget a category? You had a hentai girl too, didn't you? Yeah, I was about to be super disappointed if you didn't do more than that. <laughs> yeah, can you give us a <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> oh, that's for a different episode. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the topic. Oh, okay. Next week. Wait, 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 can I hear everybody's moan? No. <laughs> no, 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 that's, no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> for scientific Please. reasons. You first. Okay. What, 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 what? I'm telling you right now, I ain't doing that. I, I'm telling you right now. That ain't what's, happening. what's happening? What's happening? What is the girl doing to me? I need to visualize did, it. Do you just assume it was a girl doing stuff to you? Sorry, what, what was Wayne doing to me? Yeah, come on. Um, giving you that guck guck 2000. If it's Wayne, it's always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's say it's the usual, the, the, the cheek spreading. The cheek spreading? Omo? 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 Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are we going to put this in the episode? Well, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> following on from that, I feel like following from uh, that, one of yeah. my stories that... <laughs> One of my stories that I can, um, I guess, share with you all that you haven't heard is 
I think, a low point of my life in terms of physicalness-wise, I got really fat. Like, I was, I was like, big, big, big. Like, right now I'm like 70, 70 kilos. What's that in pounds for, for the Americans? 160. Multiplied by like 2.2. 162, is it? Is it? Okay. But then back in my like really fat stage, I got up to 82 kilos. So that's 12 kilos more than now. And I was like a clout. Like, and it got to a point where one day, like, I tried on these jeans. And I, I just I couldn't fit any of my clothes. And then I was like, shit like that was the point where i was like fuck okay i think i'm too too over because at that point i was just eating anything you know like pizza after a workout and mcdonald's after a workout and i I felt shit i felt really bad when 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 that moment i realized i couldn't fit any of my clothes anymore like i had to go buy super like new clothes and then yeah it's just i got really really down and i was like fuck i'm fat like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for someone that was like always aiming to have like you know arnie you know that sort of that sort of like you know physique. lean physique that was like my role model for and then i turned out to be like you know just, just opposite <laughs> complete opposite i got i got really 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 like depressed i guess i wouldn't call it true depression but just down and yeah just the way i got out of that and coped was it just changed my whole lifestyle, dieting and worked out every day. Even harder, like, yeah, trying all these new diets. And that's why, that's why I'm, I guess, who I am today. And my physique, I'm always lean all year round now. I just completely, I, I don't do bulking stages. <laughs> I, I don't have bulking stages anymore. I know, it's just because of, because of that one moment in my life, like five years ago, I just, my whole outlook on dieting and gym just changed. But yeah. I was I was just laughing before because I was just imagining fat Wayne doing the same thirsty trap uh, thirst traps on TikTok. Oh my god. Guys, guys, let me I'm just on my phone. Oh yeah, show us. Show us show I have a, I have a back shot of when I was eighty two kilos. It is it's disgusting. Like a I, back eighty two shot? kilos and pounds. Eighty two kilos hundred and Wait, let's quick calculator. 170? 88. 80? 180. 180. 180. 180. 181. 181. And then I'm hovering around 154 right now. Holy. Wow. Yeah. But you know 181, that's... It's a little big, but it's... For for my height... 459, yeah. 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 That's, That's quite over but let me quickly find the photo you guys uh, continue the conversation the heaviest i ever was was 190 something but that was just bulk muscle Mm. heaviest Heaviest? i was was 165 so light that's your heaviest Mm -hmm. at six feet yeah i used to be very lean i'm five I'm five six. The heaviest I was was last year when I was so depressed. Oh, yeah. 
like a little over a year ago. I was 132. Hmm. Are you guys ready? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Wow. Fat boy. Thick boy. Very thick. Just super fat, like. That's eighty-two yeah. kilos. Yeah, I didn't have. I didn't have a. I didn't have a I was that. I was that like unhappy that I didn't take any photos from the front. I. I couldn't. I still this, have that. This is a. This is another transformation in the same. <laughs> that's a. That's sixty-six kilos, and that's seventy kilos. Oh, well, you look great in both. I'll like still my legs, have that. My legs. My legs got bigger. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that was uh, mm. my story. Yeah. All right. Well, to uh, end the podcast, I have one last question for you guys. Um, if you guys can say one thing to your viewers, let's say like a specific viewer or follower came to you and was like, oh, I'm upset, right? Uh, whatever, right? Let's just say they're just feeling very mentally just very down, okay? Um what if you guys had to give one piece of advice what would it be just to end the podcast you know especially because they're watching right now too so what would be one piece of advice that you guys would like to share um with your followers uh like one word or can i like Uh, just one piece of advice like yeah you can explain elaborate on it too i'm gonna tell a story yeah okay um when you're feeling down, it's so cliche, but it does get better. Uh, it only stops getting better if you stop trying. So don't ever stop trying. Mm. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's exactly what I say to my followers too. My story is, um, uh, I get a lot of messages from people confiding in me um, I feel like it's because my podcast is a very like a caring podcast. I feel like they can open up to me mm. and this, that's a nice sentiment. Wait, before I can tell you who they are, um, they messaged me and they were talking about how they're in such a bad place. They really felt like uh, they had nothing left to live for and all these things. And I felt like I could feel their sadness through the message or like the desperation. So I sent them uh, a voice note and I said, you know what? I, I know exactly how you feel. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I know exactly how you feel. And I just want to, I, so I told her a little story. I said, I came from a really bad place and I was exactly where you are right now. But I kind of, I told myself, it's okay, um, this too shall pass because everything passes. Uh, if you're in a sad time, that'll pass. If you're in a happy time, that'll pass. So everything passes. So I just gave myself the chance to experience happiness again. Because if I ended everything at that lowest note, that means I will end on that lowest note possible. Like Mm. I did not give myself the chance to keep going. So like what Reed says, if you stop at where you are, that's the only time you fail. That's 
because you stop moving. So you're stuck there. So I I'd sent her that, that uh, voice note. And I said, just give yourself a chance to feel happy again, because you owe yourself that. And apparently, uh, they opened up my voice note when they were driving down a highway and already just thinking of, you know, turning their car somewhere to just like, okay, bye-bye. And they listened to my voice note and they didn't go through with it. So they keep sending me gifts and stuff because they're so grateful for what happened. And I'm very happy that they listened to that voice note at that exact time. But that's also what I say to everyone else who messages me the same thing. It's just give yourself a chance to experience happiness because you don't want to rob yourself of that. Mm. Yeah. So just keep going. I remember that story. Mm. <sighs> um, my piece of advice to you guys would be, um, even though during your lowest time, it may not seem like it, you guys are always love and obviously that is another cliche but um you know you you don't know it but there are so many people in this world or even if there's just one person out there there is somebody that does care for you a lot and think about you a lot every day so um when it comes to certain situations where you know you don't really think you can go on and stuff uh think about all the people you should be thankful for like reed does with his whole thankfulness free uh, ritual and um just know that you're not alone in it you know you're you're good to go like there's so many people out here uh that are looking after you so yeah and wait yeah well i thought i thought your your read would would have said like women a lot of women that's your (laughs) final final giveaway message for your viewers including myself but um my message don't bottle it up experience it feel Surround yourself with the people that care about you. <laughs> Surround yourself with women. <laughs> a lot of women. Uh, I'm still worried about Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just come here already. <laughs> Is there women there? Because I'm there. All right. Uh, so yeah, guys, that's going to be it for uh, episode nine of the Mafia Emily podcast. Once again, I am your co-host, Andrew, and we have Reed. Hi. And we have Inca. Thanks, guys. And we have Wayne. Bye-bye. And we will see you all next week. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.